<coughs> and we're live. What's up, everybody? It's Albert Kampa along with Joel joining for another episode. This is episode 173 of the Cantina MX podcast. Coming up on a weekend of another uh, jornada of Liga MX. How's it going, Joel? Doing good. Doing good. Um, glad to see the whole lightness situation finally put to rest. Early in the morning, it was the media was going crazy. Uh, we were seeing reports that Ajax had signed him, and then Betis, and it was all up in the air. But it's it's uh, he will be going to La Liga, so that's pretty exciting news. Um, Yeah, so I guess we can we can discuss this. Like my first impressions of uh, of of this was it was good to see two teams sort of because it was back and forth, right? There was an offer made by uh, Ajax, and then Betis met and beat that offer. Correct? Is that how it how it went? I'm not too sure with the numbers, you know, because there was a lot of speculation. But what I do know. Is that is that Betis Betis meant business, and they sent um, they sent their vice president, who is um, Lorenzo Serra, and he he went he went you know to negotiate, which he, you don't hear that happen, happening often, you know, where where yeah. he, it just shows just how. How much they wanted the player, where they they sent one of their highest officials to go talk to the player and the club. So to me, that that says that they take that transfer very serious. Because originally, I was against uh, Linus leaving. I would have wanted him to stay at least one more year in Mexico, mm-hmm. just because I, I know he was going to get a lot of playing time and he was going to get a lot of games with the selection. And, and going to Europe a lot of times, especially at that young age, and and we've seen it a lot of times throughout the years where uh, they take a joven promesa and then then they just loan him out to some other team, you know. And a lot of times when you're a loan player, the other team's not really obligated to to you or play you. So a lot of times you you don't really improve like that. It could hold you back a lot of times, just being alone and in different clubs. Uh, so that was that was one of my things. And going to Ajax, and I know the Dutch league is is known for youth development, and and he was going to get to play Champions League, but I, I still feel like he he would have been good in Mexico, and if he left, it would have been to like a bigger league, and in a stronger team, which it did happen with Betis, you know, and, and they signed him until 2024. They obviously have a lot of plans with him. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he's, he's one of their, they see him as like a franchise player and one of the players are going to build a squad around, around him. You know, they usually go after like three or four uh, young, talented players. Like that. 
Yeah, when you said, uh, oh, I forgot your your phrase. You said when players go uh, get stunted, their growth is stunted in Mexico. I oh. was thinking that I was I was thinking in Chivas they only get their their growth stunted. <laughs> you mean? Was, was oh, you mean the fans? Well, I mean, a lot of Mexican fans. I think they vilified Liga MX, and yeah. and they they want players to, like as soon as there's like a talent, they want him to leave right away because they feel that no, if you stay in Mexico, you know, there's there's only so much you can accomplish. But I feel that's like that's just like a lot of times I'll ask them like why, what examples can you give or or what has let you and and pretty much no one has been able to answer me and and the big reason is because this is something that the media you know it's like a talking point for the media it's like a hot topic for them and the media you know like the mexican media they don't they don't have to give an example they just say that why it's bad and then they'll compare it to other other teams and and it's it's that's not really the reality. I mean, if we look, if we look, if we look at examples, you have for um, Chicharro, he left. He was about 22 years old. He went straight to Man U. His first season EPL, he scores 20 goals. He didn't need to go to Holland or any Portugal or anything to get further training. You know, he he did it all just from. What he had learned in, in Liga MX and, and playing with Chivas uh, and playing with the youth national teams. So I mean, we shouldn't vilify our, our league and and even our coaches. Yeah, it could be better, but also it's not that bad. Uh, Raúl Jiménez is another guy. He left what close to twenty three years old, and he's, you know, he but they, but they he, both he left did, at their peak. They, excuse they me. Both left at their, they both left at their peak time, like. Uh, Chicharito, he won the he won the title or he tied he won. the title. He did, and then he left. He didn't he didn't stay another year, another two years. Just no, to, no, just but to... but Linus is eighteen. It's eighteen, I know, nineteen. He's, he's he's come on the scene, um, in the last year or so. Oh yeah, he did. So I would I would see another. I would be okay with maybe another year in Mexico, but after that, he needs to he needs to like he needs to be gone to to Europe. I no. Think, after what? after a while, he, they need to go. Like if they really show promise, and Linus does show a lot of promise, then he needs to. And I think he's shown more promise than even. Uh, yeah, but but it, but it's also not Eddie. just leaving. It's also not just leaving. It's like in what situation are you leaving? Because yeah. uh, she was, for example, they had this really talented kid, Ulises Davila, and Chelsea came and they they swoop him up, and bargain buy, and they they pay like two million for him. And he never even, I don't think he ever even landed in England. They they sent him straight to second division in Spain. And then they sent him to Portugal. And they just had him up and down until he he ended up back in Mexico. And he was no better off for having done that. He didn't come back a better player, you know, if I'm to believe that. Yeah, because you go to Europe, you're going to, you know, you're going to improve. He he! I don't think he's even at a club right now. I know he was at Santos uh, a season or two ago, and I that's haven't heard of him since. I think that's a different case, though. Like, uh, How I is it that, different? I think that case is his promise wasn't as big as like a Chicharito or Lainez or or Raul Jimenez. I think he was in a case where 
I think, I forget who talked about it. I think it was Guardado or somebody said, if you're going to go to Europe, oh no, I, maybe it was oh, nobody. God, maybe it was this one. If you're going to go to Europe, if you're going to go to Europe, you need to go because you're good enough to go, not because. But he um, was good. He was a good player. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he. I don't think he was, he was good enough to. He wasn't like Chicharito level. He wasn't Raul Jimenez level. He was just like, okay, but, let's okay. see what happens. Well, see, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Jimenez because he, it, it, I, I, you know, I'm going to stress this where it depends where you're going and what intentions they have. So Raul Jimenez went to Athletic Madrid and, you know, he didn't get that much of chances to break into the club and they quickly sent him to Portugal. And a big reason he, he did that was because who, you know, he's, he was from uh, the, the agent that had him, you know, his, his agent, he has a lot of connections. It's, it's a, another reason he ended up in EPL. Um, but yeah, but had, had he not had that guy, he would have been back in Liga MX. <laughs> so, so a lot of times, you know, uh, a lot of these clubs, they, they're not good, especially if you don't have an EU passport. Um, you know, they're not going to value you as much. Look, look, look how... How hard it's been for Ochoa, and he's a very talented player, and uh, he's stuck in the Belgium league. I mean, I think he's uh, Ochoa to me. Uh, he could be in any any top league, and as a starter, there, there's no doubt about it. it you know, and and it's the difference also there is Ochoa. Um, even though the, the talent is justifies him being in in Europe, even though he's like bouncing around and not getting like the, the biggest spotlight in Europe. Yeah, he's always in the national team, whereas Ulises David has never, you know, he's not no. really a big yeah. But he, he team left. Guy. He left at eighteen. That's that's the thing, though. Uh, he left at that age where they're developing, which is more to the point of of telling uh, fans just because you leave doesn't mean you're going to improve or get better. A lot of times yeah. it's de- detrimental. There's a lot of players that have left, and then you don't hear about them. They just get buried, uh, and then we just forget. There's other players like Santiago Fernandez. Some of the fans might not even know who that is, and he he got to be in uh, in, in the Barcelona Youth Academy. Yeah. Or, or was it Real Madrid? Uh, Barcelona. That's a different. That's a different, that's a different guy also. It, it could have well, been both. Barcelona. I think it was Barcelona for sure. I don't know about Real Madrid. Yeah, guy and, got uh, cursed. Though. <laughs> he got cursed by uh, the Olympic uh, deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was Barcelona. He was in Barcelona B. Yeah. I mean, and that's just one step below, you know, their main, their main squad, and you know the, it. it he disappeared, man. There's, there's this whole thing, and 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 that's that's. I think, um, I, I think as fans, we we get easily uh, impressed, and and we we see all these great players, but it's, and then we think, oh yeah, because Europe has better coaches and and, and all of this, and, and and in a sense they do, but it's not automatic, and and a, and a, a big reason they have so much talent is because they just poach it, you know. They'll poach it from all these third world countries, you know, like like Uruguay and, and Chile, you know, Argent, uh, Argentina, Brazil. They poach so much talent 
that it's yeah they're bound to get some of these gems and and so for example um um Luis Suarez you know they they took him at a young age uh, I don't know if it was PSV but it's like he's not that good cuz he went to PSV he's that good cuz he was already that talented if, if the if the juveniles of PSB was that good, then they would be churning out a Luis Suarez every every couple of years. Um, yeah, I get I get your point about like some people aren't ready. I think I think it's just important that if they do, if they're not ready, like an Luis Davila or even Kikin or Borghetti, if they do go to Europe and they make the attempt and, and it's not working out, or they're bouncing around, or their agent's well, not good enough, then they they should just yeah. come back. They should just go back to uh, League well, MX well, that's, and then well, that's where the they're other at least thing. getting playing time. Well, that's the thing. Like, not even leave. You need you need some type of guarantee, and I think that's that's part of the reason um, the Betis president, uh, vice president, traveled. He was going to give them those guarantees and be like, "Look, you're in our long term plans," because a lot of times the coach could want you or a promoter could want you. But then that doesn't mean the club's going to respect that. Uh, we saw it with Gio when they took him to Tottenham. Um, I forget the name of the Spanish coach, uh, uh, you know, who had – that guy only lasted like seven games. And then you're after – You're talking guarantees of playing time? Yeah, that they're going to – yeah, they give you a guarantee. They're like, going to consider you? Okay. You, I, would, because, I would even – I'm not saying, hey, you're automatic starter. Yeah, yeah. But – but I guarantee you that we're going to work with you, you know, because because yeah. uh, because Gio, they didn't really give him a lot of a chance once once that coach was gone. And I can't remember his name. This a Spanish guy. He was in Boy. Tottenham. Huh? No, no, he was Spaniard. No, he was Spaniard. Oh, okay. he knew he knew he knew Gio and and he took him from Barcelona to Tottenham. They signed him. I, you know, when they signed him, they signed him. And Luka Modric at the same time. They were young players. Yeah, and, I remember um, the picture. Yeah, and um, after that coach was sacked, he was only there for like, I think less than 10 games. Uh, they pretty much sent Gio to the to the reserves and then they sent him to the second second division. You know, yeah, so which, think, which is like, damn, kind of sucks. <laughs> I can get that also, but I can also get like if you if you're dominating or if you're you're doing very well in Liga MX and you feel you you've sort of I guess outgrown the league and you're ready to try Europe, even if they're not giving you guarantees, I, I would still make an attempt and go for it, and maybe you can prove yourself and practice that you that you deserve to be on. You but know, but you know what? That, that, but that's the thing though, um, and especially with Mexican players leaving without an EU passport. You get less of a chance, way way less, and which is which is easy for some of these clubs to just, especially if you leave on a, you know, like on a cheap transfer, they're not really losing money, which is and you were kind of seeing that some of it with uh, Marcos Fabian, you know, the club tried getting rid of him, his future seems to be in limbo right now. Uh, they already took the number ten from him. You know, he's got like number thirty or forty or something. <laughs> so, and did he hear? Did he hear Jack Some of number. I don't know. I know there was an interview recently with him and and Titan, uh, 
el Titan Montes, uh, who returned. See, he returned. He had gone on loan to Fiorentina, and then he returned, and then he got injured. But but he still seems to be in their plans. Uh, not not so much Fabian, but that's part of it. I mean, they they pay so little, which like it doesn't matter to them, you know. He left for like three million. It's it's that's nothing. And when we see how much clubs are paying for talent nowadays, you know, forty million, eighty million, those outrageous prices. Um, so three million, dude. That's that's the petty cash money they had right there. Yeah, well, as far as far as my knife, I think it's I think it's good that he's not going to. I, I I'd rather see him in Spain than the Dutch league. Uh, I think the Dutch league, after seeing Chucky, uh, sort of do well, people think like, oh, Liga MX is better than the Dutch, or is on par or better than the Dutch league. And, well, um, but Spain, he gets to play against the Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah. And, and well. Overall, the, the teams are stronger, top to bottom. They're just stronger, and we've had, we've seen uh, Dutch coaches that that went to Liga MX, like Leo Benhacker and Hans Westerhoff, and they said that Liga MX is more competitive. You know, yeah. uh, with Dutch league, it's just that you have their two big teams, which is um, Ajax and PSV, and they get to play champions. You know, and their national team, so that that sort of adds to their prestige. But if you were to watch the regular, you know, some of their bottom, mid bottom table teams, and you were to watch a match, I don't, I don't think you would be impressed or say, "Oh man, this is so much better than Liga MX." You know, yeah. and yeah. and then just to the point, uh. The Dutch league doesn't even qualify directly to Champions League, which is just says more at what level they're at right now. You know, they have to go through an elimination, which some yeah. of these top, some of these top leagues like, you know, England, Spain, they're automatic, and they have up to like five teams. I think uh, Dutch league is only like two teams that get to go in, and through elimination phase. So that's that's uh, I'm not really knocking on the league, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, for fans that just because it's in Europe, they automatically think it's it's better. We we downplay our league too much. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess uh, I I just think yeah, I think it's good that he goes. I, I would have been okay with one year, two years, probably not. Then I would have started, you know, deflating his uh, his hype. <laughs> um, but it's good that he's going now, so his hype is still there, and now he just needs to prove himself in Spain against. Hopefully, like he'll, he'll be able to play against Barcelona, against Real Madrid, and Chucky was able to play against Barcelona in Champions League, which that was good. Yeah, um, and that's more impressive than you know his the dominating goals he scores in the in the league play. But if Linus can do well in Spain. Uh, I, I like I like where he's at, and I, I like that he was able to go at least now. Um, and and to your point, also on the uh, on the on the, I, I get your point. I understand a little bit uh, better your perspective, but I would say like in some cases, like I think Chicharito, in, in certain cases, I think he did he going to to Europe, 
and all the experiences he had made him a better player for the national team. I think he would he scored all those goals for the national team and did as well as he has, uh, partly because of his you know his his play in Europe. If he would have stayed in Chivas this whole time, I don't think he would have been as as good. And the same for uh, the same for uh, like Guardado, Hector Moreno, and all those standard players that are out there that are doing you know somewhat good. I think all those are better for going to Europe and and establishing themselves there. I, I Would do you think agree it, with that? <laughs> I do. I do think you improve, but I don't think it's 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 like night and day type of improvement because we seen players that never went to Europe, but at the international stage always delivered. You know, always Cuauhtémoc Blanco, Luis Hernández, you know, Peto Aspe. These type of players, and and when they would meet up head to head, they always delivered, and and we have more examples too, especially from like South America when, back when not so many you know teams weren't so stacked with foreigners in Europe, and you would have South American teams go and whoop on some of these big European teams, you know, but but it's obviously the landscape has changed. And now the, the Euro teams just, they take all the talent. So now you have like super teams that just, you know, you, you didn't really have them that stacked before. So it's, it's, I think it's, it's changed the way we look at, at football, you know, where, where automatically that's you know, all the best is over there. But for years we, we still saw, uh, teams from, from Latin America. And, and players go and go over there and then just just uh, outplay and and or dominate their European counterparts. <clears throat> I had an example. Well, I, I I do have some examples like where and just because all the media and everything is focused over there, we forget you know what what came from here like like Tiki Taka and it's like. They make it seem like it's re revolutionary, and it's like, no, you've had a lot of teams in in Latin America playing like that for years. You know, they, they, just because they started doing it doesn't mean all of a sudden, you know, it's like they revolutionized football. Uh, <clears throat> same with like the goalkeepers. I forgot the name of this goalkeeper, this German goalkeeper, and they were trying to say how he was. You know, revolutionizing the the position because he would play adelantado, and it's like, dude, Ginasi Campos was doing it since since like the early '90s. Campos would even go almost all the way to midfield, uh, you know, and and others that like uh, Iguita, you know. So it's th this stuff, man. We forget we forget how good we had it here, and and all the focus is in Europe now, so we automatically think. You know, that's that's where you have to be. Yeah, it, it's just uh, it's a standard. You have to be in Europe because those are the where the better players are playing. And if you could hang with the best players in the world, then you you must be up to that level. And I think a lot of what Mexicans are looking for, Mexican fans are looking for, is the next, uh, like, Google Sanchez type of or Rafa Marquez type player that's yeah. just. A, yeah. a star on a Barcelona or a Real no. Madrid or you Manchester know, United. 
Yeah, but but to me the key has always been playing time. You you need a lot of playing time, and and doesn't matter where you're at. If if you're getting it, you you you'll be able to compete. Now I'm gonna play my gallito card. <laughs> I used it a couple times, but I'm a it's like my it's like my gallito slammer pog. I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna bring it out, dude, because you know that was the big match where it's like. Uh, uh, you know, World Cup 2014 in Brazil, Mexico versus Croatia. And everyone was saying, oh, man, Croatia has Rakitic, they got Modric, which are pretty much the Barcelona and Real Madrid midfielders. And they're yeah. like, yeah, but Mexico's going to get whooped. They, they have no one. They have no one that could match up. And Gallito came in there, man. And, he, <laughs> you know, he yeah. he just, he just, Mexico pretty much had that won that game and, and they they put Croatia in their place and Gallito was a big part of that. And and Gallito was playing in Leon, dude. <laughs> so like I say, man, let's let's not take credit away from, from the Mexican league, man. It's 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 competitive, man. It's it's pretty good and I think in its best day is is the top ten league. Um so yeah I, I mean, you do improve, obviously, going up against harder competition. But I, I still won't say it's like you're that much better, you know. You're like, you're all of a sudden, you're like, 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 oh, man, I can't. Not, you know, it's not like your power levels go over 9,000 all of a sudden. <laughs> But I do, I do think you do improve in certain areas, and and you you're like a better player, but but it's I wouldn't say it's like to to that extent where we're like we're missing out a lot because like I said, Cortemo Blanco, man, he he never he never left, you know, that brief brief stint with with um damn what was the name of that team? It's um. Can't remember. They they had like pink. Do you, do you remember the team we were left to? Oh, um, wait, what? Which it's guy? In my mind, huh? Who who again? Cuauhtémoc. He he left. Oh, uh, Villarreal. Oh no. No no, not Villarreal. They're they're yellow. It's they, well, uh, they have like white and pink. No, not Valencia. Man, we're so close. <laughs> so, man, we suck. Uh, <laughs> We'll find it out. Let me ask. Let me ask the internet. He he got injured during World Cup qualifiers and it it messed oh. up his career. Uh, Real Valladolid. Oh, Valladolid. There you go. Yeah, and he was there for two years. He only got to play twenty three games. Not so good. And he scored three goals. His best goal being a free kick against Real Madrid. And I used to have that picture, man. It was in my old desktop. Because uh, the wall, you know, the the players that made up the Real Madrid wall are just all these iconic players. And then you have Cuauhtémoc, you know. So you see, oh, you really? see him. Yeah, it was, it was great. I, I, would, I would definitely have it as a poster. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I think... Uh... Because even all the Mexican players that are out, out there right now, they're they're like I would say they're above average. 
um, uh, when Rafa Marquez, that was like, those are great. Hugo Sanchez, those are great players. And uh, the, the next player that comes up from Mexico, if that was to be the case, if there were to be at least one, two, or three players at that level, then the national team would be really good. And then that, that would be well, a special talent. I, I don't know, man, because look, you have Chile, and, and we saw how Chile was. They did have a squad of a lot of top players in top teams. And and to me, it's like they weren't they weren't exactly, you know, they were just really good team. I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see them being that far off from where Mexico's been at. I guess it's the diva aspect of it, though, because if you watch <laughs> the if you if you watch the Chile uh, team, like when they played, uh, well, I guess the seven zero, their skill that they were just dangerous all around, and they're. They were just like dominant, totally dominant, head head above the rest of the Mexican team. Um, but but, I but think then Chiquis ended up not even qualifying to the World Cup. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to. It's like that you see the diva aspect coming into it, where yes, your your team and your teammate your your team is made up of players that are dominant in Europe, that are stars in Europe, European teams, and then they get that diva effect. I think if you're dominating in like Mexican players that are dominating in Club America or Chivas. And they get that diva effect, and they're all like Instagramming, like Lido Instagramming, uh, like dancing and singing Juan Gabriel and all this stuff. And then you're just messing around, and you think you're like you're, you're a diva, and you're not like a guy in uh, in a European club trying to struggle to get a starting spot and or to keep your starting spot, and, and fighting every single day in practice because you don't know if you you know if you're gonna if you're gonna you need to work to to get the goals and to get you know the fame and everything. Whereas some a lot of players when they get to a high level in Liga MX, they're just like cruising, I guess. And that's another reason. Like you got to be hungry if you go to Europe and and uh, and maybe Chile. Those guys are just dominating. So you know you see that dude, uh, what's his name, Vidal, who just like wrecks his car because he's drinking, and then gets in other kinds of trouble and then all this all this stuff um, because they're just you know. It's like the it's like that movie with uh, Muniz. <laughs> What's his uh, goal? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like <going>. Muniz. <laughs> yeah, he, he, it goes to his head. And he starts partying too much. Oh man, that 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 movie. They lost they lost their patrocinio, but they had uh they had such big plans. So the the movie was about this Mexican American kid, Santiago Muniz. And played by Kuno Becker and and a Mexican soap soap actor, and he <laughs> they think some English scout sees him playing soccer in MacArthur Park, and he uh, takes him to England with Newcastle, and and then eventually in goal two, he ends up going from Newcastle to Real Madrid, and. And so the plan was for goal three, for him to go to, um, I think he was going to come to MLS. And I think he was going to, I think he was going to play alongside Cuauhtémoc. I'm not sure, but he was going to come to MLS. And then he was going to, uh, they were going to go to the World Cup. And I think Mexico was going to reach the final and play against England. And and the whole because there was 
you know the movie had a uh, had a lot of connections to England because the first one, you know, he goes to Manchester yeah, United and he's like a British scout. And then in part two, he marries his English girlfriend. And not only does he go to Real Madrid, but he goes with with his English teammate, who was like a like a, you know some striker, some English striker. And and so then by three, they were gonna face off, you know. Uh, but but I don't know what happened. They lost all the funding, and so part three doesn't even focus on Santiago Muniz, man. <laughs> I actually saw the movie. You you wouldn't know you're watching it. Like, like you're watching the first like fifteen twenty minutes, and you're like, "What is this, man? It doesn't even seem like a soccer movie." Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and then so he does get injured in a car accident. So then that's it. He 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 goes to the World Cup, but only to cheer for England, and then it's it becomes about the English national team. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a bad movie, dude. It's really horrible, man. Yeah, if if you get to see it, it's 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 worth it for a chuckle, especially if you've seen the other two. Just grab a beer and and don't take it serious, and you'll have a good laugh. <laughs> I'd probably get bored. I think I saw the uh, like a trailer or something, and then I, and then I lost interest, or I don't know what happened. Yeah, now they completely. I don't know what happened either, man. But I think I think Adidas pulled the plug, and they were one of the top sponsors. Yeah. So, Linus. Uh, Anything else? Anything else on that? I, I think he. Uh... Well, just just that one positive thing of him going to Spain is that in two years, if, if you're Latin American in in Spain, mm-hmm. you could get uh, EU passport in two years. You could get the Spanish citizenship, and that counts as, you know, European Union Comunitario, and <clears throat> that would just raise his stock. Because he will no longer count as foreigner. Yeah. In his uh, in his letter that he sent on Twitter, he uh, he thanks a lot of people. But uh, I, the only thing I, I thought was interesting is he he thanks the America and the front office, Emilio Escarraga, for his uh, support and con- confidence. Um, I was I was thinking of Chivas and because I I seen some tweets today about uh, from Chivas fans the Chivas hermanos. Oh yeah, what Chivas hermanos? Uh, yeah, they were chillando <laughs> <laughs> about oh, uh, about Linus going saying. Well, I guess a lot of people say that Chivas is uh, doesn't send doesn't help send people to Europe. They just buy. Mexican players, and then they just die in Chivas, and then they sell them somewhere else. Oh, that's um, that's which it's oh, sort of different. It's a different. It's a different scenario. It's different. Different. Well, that's, well, look, look, Pizarro is the main one where everyone. And again, I'm I'm going with this is the fans because they get it from the media, and so the media is is the talking point, is the controversial one, and they'll say, 
and and they use this stuff, especially in, in slow news day. So Pizarro was one of the main ones, very criticized when he went to uh, when he went to Monterrey. But uh, you know, and we talked about this way back when he was first transferred to Chivas for it was like seventeen, eighteen million. I said, if this guy thought he was going to Europe, he's he's <laughs> he better he better make it to the World Cup squad and have one hell of a tournament because. There's no way Chivas is going to sell him for anything less than what they bought him. And he did not make the squad. And he, he did play really good in league. He helped Chivas win a lot. And so then he goes to Monterrey. But but this is the thing. No clubs had really offered anything for him. There had been no rumors, no nothing. So why, why are you going to hate <laughs> Why, why, why are you going to blame Chivas for selling them? You know, not like there was teams lining up to buy them. And they were like, give us this much. Uh, there wasn't. Monterrey came and they're like, hey, we'll, we'll take them. Same, same with Orbelin. Me and Orbelin's been sucking for the lid for about a year now. Since the doblete, Orbelin hasn't done anything. And okay. are you going to, you can't blame, but you can't blame Chivas for that, you know. Because um, well, yeah, well, I guess he won five play. trophies with Chivas. You know what? What more do you want? Well, that, that's a, that's a thing though. He, like all these players, like Orbelin, Pizarro is a good example. Uh, Pulido, not so much because he was in Europe and he came back. So that's you know that's sort of over with. But uh, Alexis Vega, you know, for example, he, he yeah, he's but, the next he's the next guy. Like if if Orbelin was was to go to Spain, or Eric was to go to Europe after winning mm-hmm. the doblete. Then that would have been like a jump, or if Pizarro would have went to Europe, that would have been. But again, a even even with Alexis, with Alexis, there was no, there was no offers. Oh yeah, not, it's too early for him. Like in my opinion, it's too early for him. He he well, just barely came on the scene. Like if he he needs to do well. Like if he does well with Chivas in, in this year, and uh, and maybe next. Well, and then, you know what? Then he should go to Europe, and then Chivas could be you know praised for that for like you know helping him. Uh, people forget, man, when Chihuahua sent a bunch of players to Europe, and and it's just people that like to talk, man. It, they forget really quick. There was a point when Chihuahua sent, you know, they sent Massa, they sent Salcido, even Bravo left. They sent that a was, bunch uh, of players and and Chicharo and all these guys, and and it's like Chihuahua's job is Chihuahua's job. <laughs> She was driving to send players to Europe, man. It's to try to win campeonatos. So, I mean, uh, I think Mexican fans need to... Either you're a fan of Liga MX or you just like Selección and you just want players in Europe so that satisfy your needs when you're playing uh, EA FIFA sports. <laughs> you know? Just just for that, man. But if if you're a true fan of a club, then you want to see your club win. I don't, I don't want to see Chiba sending players to Europe. I want to see them win... Campeonatos. For player goals, cool, but that shouldn't be the focus. Yeah, yeah, it's not. <clears throat> but it, it's it should it's, it shouldn't be the focus, and I, I agree with that. But I think if your team does what it's supposed to, if your players do what they're supposed to, it should be natural. Like Pulido should have shined a lot more trophies. Well, see, should, should I, I not think, be. Well, Pulido, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, Pulido's a good example of a player that. He left under the the wrong conditions because there was really no interest for him. 
no strong interest. And if he had stayed in Tigres, he would have played Copa Libertadores final. He would have played so many more tournaments, and he would have he would have been more accessible to to even selection, where I think he would have progressed better. But he left to to Olympiacos, and he went on a free transfer because the way he left, and he wasn't valued. And in two years, he only played 14 games. They sent him to a second division team, and then when he was in Olympiacos, they would only play him like in in the against the Chafa teams when they needed to rest players. And it's like he just hurt his career by leaving like that. So this is more to my point of like, don't leave just because it's Europe. Leave because a team, you know, the coach or the club really wants you and, and they, they're they going to do the best to make sure that, that you, you succeed. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I I think if there's maybe the other player that could probably go to Europe is uh, Edson Alvarez, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. The season is young, Chiquis. I think we'll have a better a better uh, outlook by the end of the of the season. We've only seen only one fecha so far of the Clausura 2019 tournament. One interesting thing uh, uh, that uh, our main man, uh, Naib, posted was that uh, apparently Betis was looking at him in the Toulon tournament. And, uh, oh. our, you know, they liked him ever since then. So it sounds like they really, you know, they might like him for the long haul. Yeah, they were really doing their homework with with Lainez, which a lot of teams do that, you know, they they they'll scout you for a long time uh, when when the when the club wants you, you know, because a lot of players leave through promoters. That's that's another thing, you know, that we should keep in mind. Sometimes the players leaving because some promoters taking them, and then you just get offered, which is like Alanis, how he ended up going to Spain because a promoter took him. Then he gets to the club and the coach is like, who's this? I didn't ask for this guy. You know? <laughs> and then he's like in second division somewhere. Uh, so I mean, why, why even, and making, you know, he, he left you because of the money and now he's making like, I think it's like three times less. So, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, man. It's, it's, um, you know what, Chiquis? I'm having a hard time finding the calendario, man. Yeah, the um, Medio Tiempo was hosing out on me. I got it on they, the. Uh, they they changed their format and it it just sucks now. Like, like oh, before, it was a, easy to navigate, and now it's just kind of weird. <clears throat> yeah, I might. I think AdBlock might might be messing with me. No, they they literally changed because before you could click, and it yeah, had a drop have... down button, and you could put like the calendar. And now you click it and there's no drag down button and then you just they want you to like scroll down. Oh here it is. Just, just... Yeah, I can, I can see it now. It's yeah, I don't like it. So you want to go into the league talk? Yeah, I think we said everything about well, before we go to league, I just really quick something that Tata said. So Tata's now the new coach yeah. for selection. And he's talking about doing mini camps, you know, 
And it's something that La Volpe did when he had the team where every, every I don't know if it was every month or every other month, he will call in a camp of local players and they'll meet up at the, you know, at the car, which is a Centro de Alto Rendimiento in, in, in Mexico City. And then they would just train and go over the tactics. Yeah. And so Tata wants to do that. And I read some news that some clubs are kind of resistant, but I, th- I think you want to do that mostly with the young team, and I can see them doing that with the under-23s. Yeah, that would... doing the under-23s, and maybe he could even coach the Olympic team if he wants. Um, yeah, that would be good, because that's the main thing with national teams, is they don't have a lot of time to gel together and, and get to know each other. Oh. But yeah, I, I could see I could see that happening and and with just with the younger players, but that's who you need, you know. They, I, um, did you find a calendar? Because I still can't. I, I yeah, found I one and it jumps from Jornada 1 to Jornada 7. <laughs> just, I was like, why? Why even put that? It's missing a bunch of like match dates. Uh, yeah, I got the one on the on the front page. I clicked on Liga MX and Medio Tiempo. I also got the Liga MX official. Okay, I got it. I got oh. it too now. Uh, so your starts with Veracruz versus Lobos Buap. Lobos Buap is uh, they had a surprise. Uh, victory, right, against uh, Santos, I believe, last... They did. They beat Santos, which... Uh, but but Santos' stock has been dropping. They've sold... They sold a lot of their talent. So, you know, it, it was imminent. Sooner or later, it was going to catch up. Uh, was... was Wait. Um... Osvaldo Martinez, I think. He's still, he's, he's still there. He's right? still with them. I thought they had told him. I must be confusing him because um, Atlas bought this one guy and, and kind of has a similar name. No, but but Santos, yeah. Uh, Santos, you could see it coming for a while. Um that's just what they do. They 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 build up their team. They win the, the liga, and then they sell off. They sell off. They sell off their top talent, and then rebuild again. And and we've praised them for that because they've been on on like every four years they 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 have a very competitive squad, and and they've won they've won like a league title every four years, which is like. Compared to Chivas, Chivas every ten years. <laughs> yeah. So, this is who I have. Just make sure we have the same uh, matchups: Veracruz versus Lobos Buap. Correct. And yeah, normally this would be the, this is the duelo de sotaneros, but there's some important things going on here. Veracruz, obviously, candidate number one for relegation, but they have Siboldi. And uh, Sivaldi is pretty much, he could be the next La Volpe, man. 
probably even better. I'm calling it now. Siboldi already won the league title with Santos. And he, on Ceremonizzi, he was let go. And uh, to me, I think he surprised many by taking Veracruz. But I think that's showing his willingness to, to be in Liga MX. Uh, that he was willing to take that club. And and he he already got a draw against Pumas in Seúl. So this this would be pretty interesting. And Lobos Buap, you know, on, on paper, this is the bum fights right here. <laughs> this, is, this is the fighting next to the dumpster fire for scraps. Uh, but Lobos Buap, man, they're, they're from Puebla and, and, uh, they have, uh, La Puente, who's, he's, he's one of the historic, uh, coaches for, for Mexico. He won Mexico their first international tournament, which was the Confederaciones. He he had that team in '98 World Cup, one of the most exciting teams to watch, and he won a lot of campeonatos with Necaxa in America. And so he's not the coach, but he's he's much older now. But he's he's a GM, and and I think having him that he's the old wolf man. He's like the Winston Wolf, and having him at, at Lobos, I I think that's that's that's. That gives them a competitive, you know, it, it helps them. So it's, this match will be interesting just to see what these, these two, uh, individuals clashing. And I think if I'm not mistaken, Lobo's coach is, uh, is Paco Palencia. And I, I think he's, he's decent. I would, but I would, I think, I think, uh, Siboldi is destined for greater, man, just because he's shown more in less time. So, two two people to keep an eye out on, uh, and then I have uh, Atlas America. Do you have that as well? Yes, on a Friday. Yeah, night. and and Atlas started the season winning. Uh, they won their their game. Uh, who they who they beat? Who? <laughs> huh? Oh, Atlas D. No, no, you're thinking Copa MX. So, yeah, Atlas yeah, has two Atlas wins in a row saying. between league and cup. But they, beat they, they beat, yeah, they, which is like an accessible team. But Atlas, for a long time, they pretty much have been the class Joe of League IMX. Aren't they the guys, uh, Atlas is the guys that have uh, bomb fights tattooed on their fingers, on their fists, <laughs> on their knuckles, right? That, yeah, but... but Atlas is the main bomb in the bomb fight. Is the main bomb, or or we're thinking of Mike Tyson's punch out their glass Joe. <laughs> Anyone can beat him. You don't even you just smash the buttons and you're bound to win. Glass uh, <laughs> Joe, but but Atlas man, they, they, I think the most important thing right now with Atlas is Rafa Marquez, um, and he's he's the guy that's pulling the strings. And, and trying to build up that team. Um, and I think Pavel Pardo's helping them. So let's see, let's see how they do, man. Cause not, not much is expected of them, but, but to get an away win, I guess they're starting off in the right foot. Let's see if they could hold it, but they're hosting America and America did not play last week. It was their, their match was postponed. And uh, so this is going to be the debut of the reigning league champions. 
America and they have a they signed Nico Castillo from Portugal and and let's see how and and you know no no more lightness for them but but I I think America remain yeah America remains favorites for the B campeonato and and I think they they'll still do good uh, but let's see let's see how much Atlas has improved, man, because this is going to be a big test for them hosting the, the reigning champions. Yeah. Without uh, Linus. Yeah, without Linus. <laughs> post post Linus. I, I think they'll be fine, Chiquis. Uh, and then you have Cruz Azul Chivas. Okay, Cruz Azul started with a draw. Uh, oh, wait, you you're missing a right. Friday. You're missing the third Friday night game. Oh, yours, yours is better. Well, then you call it because mine is just random. Oh, it's random. Yeah, yeah. you're going in order. You're going in order, and then uh, Monterrey Leon is Friday night. It's the last Friday night game. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about that. So Monterrey started in the right foot. They they lay it to smack it down with a uh, <laughs> big six zero. Win over Pachuca and Pachuca invested pretty heavily. They bought two players. They spent about, I think, close to twenty million. Pachuca rarely does that, but Pachuca has already gone. I don't know if it's two or three tournaments without qualifying to Liguilla. Um, I do think it's three, same as Chivas. So, so Pachuca, you know, they they need to get back on it, and they dropped some shekels to bring in some players and. Oh, that just doesn't look too good to get to get whooped that bad. And uh, and Monterrey as well invested even more money. And and um, I think Monterrey has been pretty close, man. Since they had Turco, they've been just at the edge of, of winning the league title. And I think they're they're going to continue to challenge. Yeah, they got a. Uh... They even had their uh, ex Chivas score, right? They didn't, uh... Saldivar, they, they have Saldivar, a loan. Yeah. And he's the guy they just threw in at the end, you know, just to give the other guys rest. <laughs> Saldivar scored. And makes Jonathan me a little Gonzalez sad, man. Score. Yeah, yeah. Even a Mexican American. It's pretty surprising, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising for Chiqui, who hates on Pochos, man. But, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so they're playing Leon. Leon is a, Leon just released their their historic striker, and he went out throwing shade. So Mauro Boselli, man, he he's already what like thirty three years old. He wanted a two year extension. He wanted some top money so he could retire in peace. Uh, Leon, Leon's a small club, man. They're owned by Grupo Pachuca, and they're like no can do, man. And so, so Boselli pretty much he went to the Twitter sphere, man, and he he aired the dirty laundry, and and that just you know pissed off Grupo Pachuca, and then they he sort of got blacklisted, and uh, no no Liga MX team went for him and so he's he's off to Brazil uh, I think Corinthians 
but he's 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 no longer with them. But he's he's their all all time leading scorer, and and I, I think it's gonna they're gonna miss him. I feel yeah. that they they will miss him just because just he meant for the club and he had a big send off and and he even threw more shade there where he was saying this this send off I pretty much organized it because <laughs> the league the league the league uh, posted not the league uh, Leon posted something saying um you know farewell you, you know like some goodbye message and and. And Boselli pretty much flipped him off, man. Yeah, that's not not too good for now. So, so you see, uh, yeah, man, can we can we see the Rayados continuing to steamroll Chiquis, or do you think the Pachuca game was just a one-off? It could be a one-off, but I, I, well, in the one-off as far as uh, goleada. I don't think they're going to continue that, but I think they, they could continue to win. They're at the top of the table. I mean, it's just, it's just one jornada, but um, actually, the top, it's, well, they're at the top because of the goal score, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, goals four. So, yeah, I, I see them staying, you know, similar to last season, staying at the top of the table. Okay, the whole, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Especially with the, because who else did they what else did they sign from? Uh, didn't they sign some other players over the uh, over the break? Well, I'm pulling up this. And Medio Tiempo messed me all up, but this uh, Liga MX, Liga Bancomer.mx isn't too. Well, they have this this. Uh... Their big contratación was the Argentine Maximiliano Mesa, and they brought him for a pretty penny. And and he he uh, yeah he's supposed to be he's supposed to be something else. Okay, yeah, and then Saldiva Pizarro is on the bench. Um, but yeah, they got. They're still st- they're still stacked. So, Funes Mori is always so dangerous. So, yeah, they're they're gonna. I think they're gonna do really well. Again, I don't know if they'll win yeah. it, but yeah, and Mesa's twenty six, and he's been uh, Argentine international. It's, you know, no joke, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they paid close to twenty million, I think, for him. They paid a high price. Uh, Mesa? Yeah, midfielder, man. Trying to see. Let's see the dude. Okay, yeah. Well, he's, he's their big signing. He's he's their their big signing of, of you know of the transfer market. Yeah, so that's uh, Monterrey. And, and 
he had 10 appearances last year, you know, with Argentina Selección, which is the decent number, you know. Shows that he was called fairly regularly. Maximiliano. <clears throat> Oh, that did. <laughs> Chickies, you're doing your homework now. God damn it. Because I'm, I'm not seeing his name in the Liga MX uh, page. Oh, well, he is, man. He is, he is with uh, yeah. Monterrey, man. He hasn't, he hasn't played yet, so, yeah, that, that should be... He did play. I don't think he... he... Yeah, he did, did man. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it doesn't show... It's weird because his name is not even on this... Uh... On this, uh, on the website. On, on, uh, Monterrey's website? On Liga MX, Liga Banco MX. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll have to see. Yeah, Mon- no, he's, he's there, man. He's definitely there. Um, so Saturday. Next, uh, let me see. Saturday. Saturday is what you said. Cruz Azul Chivas. Cruz Azul Chivas, yes. And, and uh, just like Atlas, this is going to be the, the big test. And it's it's interesting how, how they're kind of mirroring each other because both Chivas and Atlas started the season with uh, with a win. And they followed it up with a Copa win. And, uh, and now they're both playing finalists. Uh, you know, cause, cause Atlas is hosting America, the league champion, and Chivas is visiting Cruz Azul, the runner up. And, uh, well, Cruz Azul started off with a draw. They, they're pretty lackluster, but, and, and now they're hosting, they were pretty strong at home. And, and let's see how Chiwas does, man. Let's see how much of that they've improved with, with their new signings. But and I was talking about this with Yon, our previous podcast. They say, like, you know, if you're Chiwas, there's certain games you should worry about. This isn't one of them, you know. As long as Chiwas doesn't get whooped, let's just see how they measure up against this team. It's just obviously one of the stronger teams, uh, top four. Top four Liga MX, and I don't think Chivas is a top four level. I, I think they're strong enough to be to sneak in like an eighth, you know, maybe sixth or eighth somewhere down there. They, they could they could clinch a Liga spot, but I, I'll say don't don't be too disheartened if Chivas loses this game. Uh, but but another good it's going to be a good test for for Chivas and Cardoso, and then it's going to let us know where the team stands, you know? I, I think it's going to be a, a good test. Yeah. I like, I like, uh, I like Vega, how he's, he played the last game, so. And even, uh, I think he played pretty, actually, I didn't see too much of the uh, Copa MX game. But uh, he seems to be uh, doing well. At the start yeah. for Chivas. Well, and Cruz Azul just recently uh, 
they seem to be selling one of their top players, which is Ivan Marcone, and uh, he's he's going to he's going to uh, Boca Juniors, who's who's they're paying like eight million, and it's a bit surprising for me, because because Cruz Azul was, you know, they weren't going to change their squad, and he was a good capture for them, and he was one of the better players in the league last season. Uh, so, so it surprises me. Maybe the player wants to leave. Not too sure what's going on. Uh, and and the rumors is that they might go after Craneviter, who's a, um, another midfielder. This guy came out of the River Plate, uh, Matias Craveniter, and he's he's playing in Russia, I think, or, or seen it, whatever, wherever that. That team is in, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's in, uh, yeah, St. Petersburg. So, yeah, so yeah, it's in Russia. He's freezing his nuts off. So I think he will, he will welcome that. That nice, that nice change. Uh, so Cravenita is kind of young too. And he's also been, uh, Argentine international. So another player that has, Good, good talent and, and good potential. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we'll see what happens with, with that Cruz Azul. Uh, I, I, I do think they must feel a bit disappointed. But I, I also think just the way uh, Pelaez is, he, he wouldn't want to have a, t- a player that his mind is no longer on the club because Boca Juniors came calling, you know. He's like, if you're not going to be 100%, then, you know. Yeah. A O V. I'm sort of disapp- I'm disappointed they haven't uh, that there was no pretty much no changes in Cruz Azul. What do you uh, mean? Like no no new signings. No. They did. They the- they they brought in four players. Oh, which ones? Because uh, their starting Kat- line that the play their their starting lineup looked pretty much Kat- the same. Kat- Temichiki, they brought in uh, Orbelin. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they brought in a, a Peruvian international. Um, I forget his he's got a weird sounding name. Like yogurt sort of sounds uh Okay, they started with uh Madueña. Whatever he is wait Joshimar Yotun. Joshimar Yotun. He was in MLS, but he's a Peruvian international man. Oh, Victor Yotun, yeah. Yeah, Joshi. Yeah. El, El Joshi. And um, who, who else yeah. they brought? Caraglio didn't start. Oh, it was Cauteuccio, Orbelin, and Avarado. Okay, yeah, Orbelin is changing things up then. So with Mar- Marconi gone, they'll probably go back to Orbelin. But he was offensive. Marconi was a defensive guy. Oh, yeah. So I guess they did get a little bit of change. I was looking at changes in the... Uh, I was looking for Cartuccio to be... Cartuccio, uh, Cartuccio Quemado? Yeah, to be gotten rid of. But well, Berlin is interesting. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be a good game. I want to... That's on a, uh, Saturday. The, I definitely want to watch that. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 um, 
they have some of these. Let's see how the taperucho does. And uh, who, what do we follow that up with, Chiquis? Pachuca, uh, Querétaro. Okay. That's, uh, wow. Yeah, two teams that aren't aren't very strong. Uh, again, Pachuca's the more urgidos. Querétaro has... Um, Querétaro, man. They have... Uh, I'm forgetting his name, Chiquis. Mexican coach. Uh, uh, Rafa Puente. Rafa Puente Jr., El Junior. Yeah, and... Yeah, he's the upcoming coach. He's an up-and-comer, and he he took him to Liguilla last season. He he did the magic number twenty-six points. That's all you need. And but but get get at that old man. They're a pretty modest club, and and just qualifying to Liguilla, staying away from relegation. I think that's that's big for them. Uh, they haven't really invested, so we're not expecting much from them. But uh, it's still interesting to see how the team does because of the coach. To me, you know, yeah, because I think he's he has he's going to be one of the top coaches in a few years. I could see uh, Puente, El Junior. So, so for Pachuca, I'll say they they need to they need to get a win here, or they need to turn. Start turning their fortunes around, man. For four straight, you know, tourneys without Liguilla is, is, and it starts looking bad. I, I you know, and just Pachuca doesn't get as much criticism, and that's uh, that's like the big clubs would. Is it? The, I'm showing Edwin Cardona. That dude's a, that's a Colombian dude with with Pachuca. I didn't know he was with them. They they brought up some players, yeah. They made some heavy investment. So Cardona's over there. That's not bad, eh? Oh, this is some yeah. other Cardona. Is this the same Card? This isn't this. This is some other Cardona, right? This isn't Chiquis, you, Cardona. You have me confused, man. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Oh, he is at Pachuca. It is him. This is the Cardona with that was insulting Asians. He's at Pachuca. <laughs> <laughs> and they got Victor Davila. They Victor paid Davila. about ten million for him. Yeah. 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 So they brought big, in a couple players. Players. Walter Gonzalez, Paraguayo, uh, young guys. Uh, they got Ismael Sosa on loan. Ismael Sosa had, had, you know, we thought he might go to Pumas because he had, that's where he had some good seasons. Then he went to Tigres where he kind of disappeared. And now he's, he's at Pachuca. Uh, they have another striker on loan from Leicester. Le- I can't pronounce it, Chiquis. How do you say it? Yeah, yeah, what you said. <laughs> he's, yeah, with Leonardo Loa, he's on loan. I mean, Catang, you know, they, they they put together quite quite the club, and they have Edwin Cardona, yeah, the Colombiano. He was at Monterrey. He's yeah. on loan. Um, 
They got Edwin Hernandez from Chivas. He's a really good player. He he did not want to leave Chivas, but he's he's there now. Um, so yeah, I think it was just a one-off there. I lost their five-zero loss to Monterrey. So I think they, they should they should come back, and that could be like. And they got Edson Puch, who was at Querétaro, and before that Necaxa. Um, he's a he's a good player. He's he's a, you know rentable, I would say. But yeah. but they, yeah, man, they they brought in a bunch of players to try to boost their their chances. I'm looking at the uh, Informe Arbitraje on the website. And it doesn't show a lot of like the new players. I guess this is just the registered players for that one game. Like it's some coach, I don't see them. And uh... yeah, I was looking at transfer market, and it's kind of now I gotta like wonder that some of the names I said because they have Dieter Villapando, and I was like, wait a minute, he's at Chivas. What are you doing to me, transfer market? Yeah. But the other the other guys that we mentioned, they are there. Yeah. Um, they are there, and they did. They did break their piggy bank. They spent about twenty million. Uh, so, so let's let's see what what's in store for Pachuca. Good stuff. Uh, so the next one, Tijuana and Tigres. Oh yeah, two teams that that are like trying to get back on track, Tigres, because. They haven't won, you know. People have high expectations for that club, especially how stacked they are and, and the players they have, you know. And then uh, Tijuana, man, they basic they recently signed Oscar Pareja as the coach, and he, he's a Colombiano and he coached in I think was it the Dallas Burn or he's coaching uh, the MLS side. Yon yeah. Yon is very high on him. Uh, there was a, a big section of fans that wanted him for, as you you know, they had him as candidate for the U.S. team, but but he was never offered the. He was not offered the post, and and well, let's see how he does. Let's see how he does with T.J. Man. Yeah, I don't I don't see too many. They just don't have the. I don't think they have the players to do anything. And TJ, and they just got beat by Chivas uh, at home, where there's a lot of chest thumping from Chivas fans that they finally won at home, or who said they can't <laughs> win at home. Um, yeah, two zero. So. I don't see. I think Querétaro, uh, or no, Tigres has a uh, has this one for them to to lose, even though they tied uh, Leon. They just lolly. They just uh, they're just too too lax. Plus, they got some horrific uniforms. <laughs> yeah, some horrific new uniforms that were released that look like. Uh, abstract art or something. You don't like you don't like the third one, huh? Nah. <laughs> uh so the next uh 
after that is, uh, I don't know what John has said about Pumas lately, but Necaxa Pumas. Next one. Oh, yeah. Another interesting, to me, I think it's interesting matchup. I see the teams in similar, quite similar situations. Uh, but but I, I think Pumas, Pumas having qualified and just being the bigger club, I think more is expected from them. Who's hosting? Necaxa. Necaxa, yeah. Do do you think? I don't know. I think uh, after the first results with Pumas, um, I think they even lost in Copa Mex to uh, to Atlas. To Atlas, one yeah. zero. Yeah, one zero. So they, I I don't know if they're. Uh, I think their momentum from last season sort of going down, and it may be. Uh, Partly because of what America did to them. Yeah, I could have, I could have, I could have like the pasos Nico deflated them, man. Yeah, and then Nico going to America, man, that's like that's like the 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 father figure, the uh, what is it, paternidad. Yeah, man, more in effect when like uh, so. I think the Pumas have sort of deflated a little bit. It deflated, yeah, yeah, and you know what? They didn't do any big contrataciones. You know, yeah. you, you need, you usually need one or two, man, to to bolster your team going into next season. And, and uh, they just did not do that. They've been pretty thrifty there recently. But they've done good with, with, with little. They managed to done pretty good. But, I mean, doesn't always work out like that. Yeah, because they don't have... Uh... I guess we don't have all the funds in the world to do stuff with, but yeah, well, it's because like Pachuca, for example, they might start slow, but they have some good players that they brought in. That as as the tournament progresses, if they find their groove, you know, you get hot at the right moment. Those are the teams that end up making it to li- to Liguilla and sometimes even knocking out a stronger team there. So, so I'll say Pachuca has that. I would say they have that potential, you know, whether they develop it or not remains to be seen. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see, uh, I think Pumas can do okay, but I wouldn't be surprised if they end up not doing well against, uh, well, they'll do okay. I think they'll do okay against the Kaksa, but in the long run, there's this tournament. I don't see them repeating. No, no Liguilla this time. Probably, probably not. Or they Relax. could, they could battle it out. They could battle out maybe on the last, the last spot, so, the eighth spot. But so you, I don't know. Can we fighting with Chivas for that coveted eighth? <laughs> yeah. Well, Chivas should be, uh, shouldn't be, uh, should be above eight. Who, who knows, man? They, they should no. be going for Copa next too. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? I think if Chivas would have kept some of the players and then gotten these other players. Then yeah, I would have, I would have given them more chances, but they didn't. They they got rid of almost as many, or if not more, than than they brought in, and so they're still. If if they get injuries and and expulsiones, it's a team that could, you know, get pretty weak once again. They they've lacked proper depth for a while, and and they're still at that. They're still at that point. Yeah. 
like uh, I think Villapando's already out for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, so that, but but uh, you know, a ver que, a ver yeah, que, next 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 one, chiquis. Quien sigue? So Luca Puebla. So Luca came off a. Uh, what did you? Victory against Morelia. Oh yeah, I did see that. They uh, they're playing really well. Morelia was playing like oh, that's the one I said. Morelia was playing like an MLS side. They were they were in preseason mode still. <laughs> so was was handling them pretty well. And uh, Puebla is Puebla. They tied Cruz Azul, though. Yeah. And then, the, and then the, the only the only Sunday game is Santos and Morelia, and that's the final one. Wait, Santos Morelia, yeah. and what Toluca versus who again? Puebla. Toluca Puebla, man. Cheapers. Well, Puebla, I think they still have Ojitos Mesa as coach. And he's one of the, you know, he's like a relic. He's been in Liga MX for a long time. But Ojitos, man, he he did two very good teams. Toros Mesa way back when. That was one of the most fun teams to watch. And then he, he helped build that Toluca side with Cardoso that was just very dominant. Uh, and but he's at Puebla now with limited funds, and I think he makes him competitive enough. But who knows, man? Who who knows what? What Toluca, Toluca seems uh, to me. I think they they peaked. I don't see them getting any better than they were. They reached the final a few seasons back when they lost to Santos, Sevaldi Santos. Um, so I I still see them being strong, but I. Not not much stronger. I, I don't think they can make another run to the final. Triverio scored a hat trick. Argentine. Yeah, so Yeah, to look to look a shit, you know, they, they could possibly be pretty maintain their spot up on the table against the Puebla. And then Santos has uh they're at home to take on Morelia to try to recover. From their uh from their loss to Lobos. Okay. Well that's pretty much it, man. Um yeah. A rundown and well the season folks season's still young uh and and Liga MX is very unpredictable <laughs> we've seen we've seen crazy stuff we've seen teams start off on fire and then and then just get turned off by the midway mark but I think this first games they kind of let us don't let us know who's who or you know Yeah. So that should be it should be exciting. And then uh 
next week, I'm actually heading to Guadalajara. That's right, Chiquis. You will you be at the game? No, I'm only I'm only being I'm gonna be there midweek, and then after that, I'm going to like pueblitos in Veracruz. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in the in the jungles or whatever. But uh, I will go to. I did find out uh, there's a Pumas is playing Leones Negros in El Jalisco, so I'm gonna go to that on Wednesday. Okay, is the Copa MX? Yeah, it's Copa MX. Okay, so they're playing the Black Lions. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you're yeah, talking to about stadium. them. Yeah, Jalisco, oh, yeah. man. It's a good good stadium to go and visit. Um, yeah, should be should be a good good match. Um, let us know if Leon is still drawing good crowds. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I expect to go to the stadium and just buy a ticket on site. <laughs> yeah, I won't sell. Yeah, I no, I won't sell <laughs> Yeah, so. You'll be like Regal, man. You you pay like twenty dollars, and you get the VIP section where That's they what I do, do uh, they do a shrimp cocktail right right right. You know they'll take you. Uh, yeah. And let us know if they sell sopas, dude. Because <laughs> I seen I seen that once, but you could buy a maruchan. <laughs> when I'm like, isn't this kind of dangerous? Like steaming, you got some steaming water, and if you were to. Chuck it into the crowd. <laughs> oh yeah, you can burn somebody. <laughs> Is it like? It, but who would want to throw a nice, uh, you know, some yeah, cup of noodles? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so yeah, yeah. I want to know about the botanas, chiquis, because uh, uh, I'll put I'll put a bunch of pictures curious. on the cantina on the cantina Twitter. I'll put pictures and maybe I'll do like a a live or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Alrighty. Anything else you want to go over? No, it's Nocho, man. It's that's all. It's, it's good to do the preview because we rarely get to do previews. Uh, and, and that's, I, I kind of enjoy doing these. Yeah. Keeps, it's... keeps me in check until what's going on, man. I, I used to write them for gold.com years ago. I would always write, um, match. I would do the match preview for the league, yeah. and then I would I would do the roundup after the games were played, and I got it really good, man, because because you start noticing like the patterns of, of certain teams, like what what strikers do well in what stadiums or or what teams, you know. Yeah. And, and man, it made me really good at like predictions. I, I used to. <laughs> I used to but but it just came from knowing all, all these like, like small details, you know. Yeah. Like things that sometimes we don't we don't take into consideration because certain teams just I don't know, man. It's for different reasons, but like they just don't do well in certain venues. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> no, es es todo. Um, Hopefully we could do a show Sunday. We don't know. We got to check with Jon. Maybe he's driving from somewhere. But uh, we're going to aim to do maybe a Sunday recap. Yeah, that's pretty good. We've, uh, I guess, two shows. Or this is our third show this week, right? Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, we did one. 
say yesterday or two days ago. Two days ago, and then on yeah, Sunday, was I believe. Driving. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, I'll uh, I'll post this on iTunes and everywhere tomorrow. And thanks everyone for listening. Thanks well for coming on. Anytime. Talk to everybody later.